0: Hey, beautiful friends, welcome to The Savor Podcast. We're so excited for you to join us today as we dive into the goodness of God together. Our hope is for you to be encouraged, challenged, and entertained as you listen to hosts Stacy and Suzanne, along with special guests, as they have honest and real conversations about how to savor God's word as they grow in their relationship with Christ. We hope you'll encourage a friend or two to listen with you so you can keep the conversations going. We're all about community here.
1: Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Saver Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have my wonderful co-host, Suzanne, here with me today. We might have moved heaven and earth to get to this point today, uh, just because we both have very full schedules this week, and I'm going out of town, so I'm glad we were able
0: to get together. Yes, me too, and hopefully I'll make it through this um, without sneezing like crazy because the pollen is killing me.
1: Well, actually, the other reason that we did not record last week was because I had no voice. Yes, yes. And I think it was probably because of the pollen. So if it sounds like there's something going on with my voice, or you're you know me, and then you hear my voice, and you're a little bit worried about me, Mom, I'm fine. Really, <laughs> it's just the pollen. I promise. I
0: saw a picture yesterday on um, somewhere Instagram, maybe, and it was like an um, like a picture they take from the sky in a plane. What do you call those kind of pictures? like an aerial view. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of that. An aerial view picture of the the beaches and the water is all yellow. I mean, it was crazy. Very, very crazy. We have a lot of pollen here in Charleston.
1: Yes, which is insane. As a matter of fact, your son, my son, and my husband all washed their cars and my car on Sunday. And um, they don't really look like it right now because they're all yellow again yes yeah
0: how did i miss that? i should have drove my car over here that I day <laughs>
1: Well, I was somewhere, and I called, and they said, oh, we're washing cars, and I thought to myself, dear Jesus, let me get home in time, and I rolled in on two wheels right there at the end nice, to get my car nice. washed. So, so that's what's happening in our world is um, we're recovering from all the pollen, but actually we're so glad you tuned in today because we're going to be talking about something that's happening, and maybe you've heard about it, and maybe you haven't, but we want to kind of just dig in, talk a little bit about it, because it's something we've seen on social media, something that I saw a few weeks ago and was really intrigued about, talked to Suzanne about. And um, so we just want to talk a little bit today about the Asbury revival that is happening at Asbury University in Kentucky, Wilmore, Kentucky, I believe. Uh, It's a little small town. It's a little Christian college there. And on February 8th, they had a normal Wednesday morning chapel service. And you can go listen to that um, speaker doing that chapel service. But at the end of it, he just invited people to college students who were there uh, to repent. And what has come out of that is for over 400 hours, Nonstop worship and reading of God's word and students repenting. However, if you followed it on social media at all, you probably have seen mixed reviews about it. I've had mixed thoughts about it. Suzanne and I have talked about it, so we thought we'd talk with about it and let you guys hear what we are thinking.
0: Yeah, in case you have been hearing about it like we have, and um, it's been really interesting um, to see on social media and these different platforms the, um, the crazy difference that people are, are feeling from watching this. I don't think, I don't know, but I don't know that we've experienced at least that I've ever seen like a revival in the time where we've had social media. Yes. So it's been very interesting. And then social media also provides a platform for everybody. So you can get on there and say, anything that you want Um, and so it's been very interesting to see the wide range of views about what's going on in Kentucky.
1: Yeah it really has been very interesting and that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit. So one of my first questions because like you said I don't ever remember a revival like living through one or watching it unfold Um, and so one of my first thoughts was what is a revival? Like, what defines the word revival? So, of course, you know me. I'm like, is the word revival in the Bible? I don't (laughs) think the word revival is in the Bible. And um, it's not in the Bible, but we do have examples of what seem to be revival-esque events or events that we can now that we have that word say hey that was probably a revival probably one of the clearest ones is Jonah Jonah is told by God to go to Nineveh to preach to them to repent and if you guys know the story then you know Jonah is like me and he's like no I don't want to do that because Jonah said well if they repent you're going to forgive them God and they're terrible people and I don't (laughs) want you to forgive them I so relate to Jonah, you guys, but that's a whole nother podcast. Like running
0: from what you've been asked to do. Yeah.
1: Yes. And also not wanting bad people to get the grace of God. I mean. No, I get
0: that. I remember a long time ago I had to listen to a sermon that Pastor Paul did like every day for like three weeks about forgiving people. And he was like, "Now pray for you. You have to pray for this person you're trying to forgive, but don't pray like I hope they walk outside and get hit by a bus. And I was
1: like. Good point, good point. Okay, so I feel like I have to share the story that you already know that I've shared with you. There is a person that I am not fond of, and I thought to myself, I hope that person trips and falls. And I literally was watching the person walk and said, God, I think it would be okay if they trip and fell on their face because... Like They're not a nice person. They're just mean all the time, and I think you would be okay with it. I was literally having the conversation with God. Is it okay to pray that this person falls on their face? Because I would delight in them tripping and falling. So the Lord did not answer me in the moment, and the person did not fall, just FYI. So no one was injured because of my prayer. Two days later, I am just reading in my quiet time and just saying, Holy Spirit, you can say anything you want to me. Talk to me. And he led me to Proverbs 24. You guys, it says, do not pray for your enemy to fall. Do not delight when your enemy stumbles. Because if you do, I, the Lord, will see it and I will turn my anger away from them. Can you
0: believe that? That, I'm just saying. You had your own little revival in that little moment, you and God.
1: Yes. So in my Bible, I repented of that, and I know I'm forgiven of it, but now I also know that it is not okay for that. And so anyway, when you think about Jonah... That was Jonah's problem. He Mm. knows the goodness of God. Jonah knew the grace and the goodness of God. So if you don't get anything else out of this podcast today, or you don't really care about Asbury, we're going to dig into it. We're going to talk about it. But maybe for you today is just to recognize he is such a good, good God. It does not matter how far you have run from him. If you repent, if you say, God, I am sorry, the refreshment that comes is overwhelming. The grace that pours out on you and your life and your relationships will be incredible. And I can testify to that. So let's get into revival, Susie. And tell me what your thoughts are on it uh, about revival and, and how do we define it or know what it is?
0: Well, revival not something that's really been a part of my vocabulary. Um, you know, I grew up Catholic, and that, I mean, we just didn't have revivals that I remember um, in the Catholic Church. Um, But I also think, and I'll I'll talk a little bit more about this a little bit later, but I do think the word revival also has been abused somewhat in the church, like the charismatic church, and you know, you schedule these revivals on Friday and Saturday night. I've heard of people doing that, um, which I don't think is exactly it either. Um, To me, when I thought revival, I'm just like, oh, that's just like a return to God. Um, And that might be too simplistic of a definition. So um, there's a couple theologians that I looked up their definitions. One is Martin Lloyd-Jones, and his definition is revival above everything else is a glorification of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is the restoration of him to the center of the life of the church. Um, And then Packer defines revival as an essentially corporate phenomenon in which God sovereignly shows his hand, visits his people, extends his kingdom, and glorifies his name, which I think is, is really good because we don't really know sometimes, I think, you know, what God is speaking to that person in that moment. So it's just like, maybe it's just his presence. Maybe it's you're repenting and those kind of things. And then my own personal favorite theologian, who's not really... A theologian, but Corey Ten Boom. Oh, I love Corey. Now if you have not read her book, The Hiding Place, you, you need to read it. And I'm thinking about it, I might read it every couple years.
1: Seriously, I just listened to it, so that considers I consider that reading. Yeah. Um, and it is amazing. But I will tell you, don't make your 14 or 15 year old son watch the movie. It didn't go over very well. No, he didn't I haven't feel, even seen
0: the movie. Was it good? No. It's not as
1: good as the book. Okay, and it's it's. Uh, anyway that's a whole but um it's it's old the movie's very actually the movie at the very end you actually get to see her in the movie so it was recorded while she was still alive uh such a good book well i
0: love what she said about revival it is revival begins when christians stop talking about other people's sin and start confessing their own mic drop <laughs> yeah so that's why I love Corey Ten Boom she just says it like it is yes um so anyway to you know I think that it what's happening is kind of cool um but I know that a lot of people come in to see this with hesitation there's also people that just think it's outright like a cult thing happening um and all kinds of stuff but um, I have some podcasts that I've listened to that we can recommend. Um, if you want to know more about it. But Stacy, you actually sent me the link to the chapel service where it's just like the guys, is the regular, they have chapel three times a week or something yeah. like that at Asbury and um, Asbury. I know, I think it's Asbury. I'm so country, I'm making it Asbury. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a great, I mean, I thought it was a fine service. Um, even the, the guy teaching was like, it was nothing fancy. They don't have like, a bunch of, um, production and anything like that. It's just a simple college. Um, and they were studying Romans 12. And I think that day they were talking about the love of God and loving your neighbor specifically. But there was, I, when I listened to the chapel, there was a lot of prayer that he did during that. I noticed, and he was, um, just really praying that the Holy Spirit would move Mm-hmm. I, rem- I remember him. And of course I was listening, knowing what happened, but he did. He said several times, the Holy, you know, Holy Spirit moved through these rows, show them yourself, um, let them experience your love, pour out his love on them so that they could produce fruit. And, and I think that's what we saw happen.
1: Yeah. I think so too. I listened to it to see, you know, because I think some of the opposition or concern is that this was Contrived. It was an emotional experience. It was forced. And so I wanted to just listen to the chapel service that sparked it, so to speak. And it didn't seem contrived. It seemed like a normal Wednesday on a small little town in Kentucky. And It seemed like there were students who were gathered, and he spoke, he read the Word of God. And I think that's what stood out to me, too, was praying for the movement of the Holy Spirit. And it challenged me because it made me think, how many times in my own personal life do I really say, Holy Spirit move and Holy Spirit pour out on this situation or in my life and be demonstrative in my life uh, is what I started thinking about. And so I found that really interesting and encouraging. And some other things that I've heard from the university For instance, um, after it started on a Sunday, Fox News wanted to show up and just be there live because thousands of people, if you're unaware, I think at one of the highest points, they had over 3,000 people spread out over a few buildings on campus worshiping and praying and repenting. And so Fox News wanted to come and report it. And the president of Asbury, see, I got it right there. Mm -hmm. That was good. I Uh, like it asked them to please not come because it wasn't something that they wanted to sensationalize. And there are a couple of other people who've tried to attach to it who are a little bit more sensational and well-known across social media platforms of really trying to do some sort of wackier, unorthodox mm-hmm. things. And they have asked those people to please not um, come, and which I thought was, wow. And again, I don't know that that's... Not I think that's okay sometimes. I think they the President of the university and the faculty members were really trying to protect, I think what was happening and trying to just press into the Lord and lean into him, at least from the articles that I've read, the videos I have watched. It seemed like they were trying to guide, nurture, and just you know, keep the space available for the Holy Spirit to move but also to keep it from going in one direction or another.
0: Sure. I love that they told Fox News now. Too yes. because, you know, Fox News would be on my list of things that you don't list of stations not to watch. Honestly, if you want truth. And there's lots of them. It's not just Fox, it's CNN or whatever they all are. But um, yeah, so one of the podcasts that I listened to was from Jenny Allen. yeah Um, and she kinda I didn't realize, but I knew she was involved in it, but she's really got a pulse like on on what's happening in this age group. And I think she's really got a heart for this age group. I know she speaks at passion. Um, and things like that. And so to go and listen to her podcast, I highly recommend it. She went there. She did talk to some of the students, and I'm sure we're going to see more of that happening. Um, But from my understanding, what she said, what she was told is like after the service was over, about 15 students. So it really just started with 15 students. I don't even think it was all the students that were at the chapel. Correct. um, Just kind of stayed and started to pray, and then they just started repenting. And um, some other students said then they would hear singing in the chapel and they were like, Why is chapel going on right now? And so they went to see and it just kinda went from there. Um, but that's a that was a good podcast to listen to about it. And then the other person that I listened to was Elisa Childers, which I really do appreciate her biblical knowledge and things like that. Um and I think that when she did her podcast, so this is one in, in like high support of it and one that's cautiously optimistic is what she said about it. And she did say, hey, from the jump of her podcast, I've got some bias because of the abuse of revival throughout yes. the charismatic church, primarily in some other kinds of denominations or whatever. Um, and so that was a, a good one to hear. Um, I I will say she said something at the end of her podcast that kind of threw me off a little bit, though. She said we need to not be distracted by shiny things. And I don't I guess if you did not think that this was any anything genuine about it, maybe you would think that. But I think we should always be distracted by a movement of the Holy Spirit. If, if we're afforded that opportunity, mm, right? Yeah. Um. So I, I would just say, you know, listen to different podcasts and you need to figure out what you think on your own. But there is some crazy stuff out there that I've been seeing lately. And what I can't figure out is people who are so against it. Like, what's the point? Right. What are you getting? And the only thing I can figure is you're getting from being so opposed to it is traction on social media like why else would you care like if you're not a believer or you don't believe it's real like what's the point in in voicing that continually and making fun of it and mocking it what's the point I can't figure that part out
1: yeah I think you hit it on the head because it has over 2.4 million Mm. um, views on TikTok. Like it's trending high on TikTok and uh, probably other social media platforms, Instagram. I'm not a TikToker. Mm-hmm. did I just say I'm not, a, TikTok? You're not I'm a, a
0: TikToker I'm not a TikToker we all aren't TikTokers <laughs>
1: no uh Suzanne is you should follow her on I've TikTok. tried a TikTok
0: I just it's 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 crazy the information on TikTok
1: <laughs> yes it is um but I do more Instagram but it's still trending high on there too mm-hmm. and I think some people are in opposition of it because it gets them in the limelight when they're talking about it and it is I think I'm with you. I think you were you and I were talking earlier, and you were talking about the wheat and the tares parable.
0: Yeah, actually, Elisa Childers referenced that in her podcast, and I'm like, that is the best example of what's what's going on. I think you know when a revival starts. I mean, there was, a, there was a point where I was like, I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to take my son to experience it. And um, Elisa had some great points. You don't need to go somewhere to feel the Holy Spirit. You can do that right where you are. But I still think that there's a move, and Jenny Allen referenced specifically through that through that age group. But the parable of the, the, um, the weeds is what my Bible says, but it's Matthew um, 13. And it just is talking about... Um, I'll just read it really quickly. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, sir, don't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. And the servants asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may also root up the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at that time I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, and then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. And you can go on, it actually goes in um, the next page where it'll kind of talk more about that. But um, I thought that was such a great example that she gave because... Just because there's good stuff happening doesn't mean that the enemy's not going to move in and, and be there. Are there going to be people there who are um, trying to sensationalize this? Are trying to, you know, have their own agenda of getting uh, followers or whatever it is? Of course. What, why wouldn't you? If you had your own agenda evil or not, and you could jump on some bandwagon, wouldn't you do it to promote yourself or your organization or your denomination or whatever it is? You would be stupid not to. Right. But but we can't throw like I was thinking about this and I was like, it's kinda like don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. I have no idea where that that is the weirdest saying.
1: It is so weird.
0: (laughs) I'm like, why would we ever throw out the baby? I don't understand. (laughs) Um so I need to like find out where that came from. But it like we can't discount what God is doing just because There are people there who aren't really a part of what God's doing.
1: I think that is so true. And we see that again. So Jesus tells this parable in Matthew 13. And then we see again in Acts after the church starts. So... Jesus has um, ascended into heaven and Peter has preached after the day of Pentecost and 3,000 have come to saving knowledge of Christ. And there were some of the Jewish leaders, some of the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, you know, the religious leaders at the time. And they got together and they were talking and they didn't know what to do with this new movement, the way Mm. that these new um, followers who are still following after the way of Jesus Christ, even though he's not here anymore. And one of them, he was the guy who actually was a teacher to the Apostle Paul. When the Apostle Paul was learning in um, rabbinical school and was being taught, he was taught by this guy. I think his name's like Gamaliel is how you say it or something like that. But he um, said to him, he said, listen, if this is of God, you cannot stop it. So Mm -hmm. stop trying to stop it. And if it's not of God, it'll fade away. Don't worry about it. And I think... If there are things that are coming out of this revival that are of God, no man on this planet or woman will be able to thwart the will of God is Mm -hmm. what God's word tells us. Mm -hmm. And so if it's of God, time will show us that. We will see that. And I personally, as a parent of Gen Zers, and that's where this is Mm -hmm. happening is with the Gen Zers. As a parent of Gen Zers, I have been praying that God would pour out his spirit on my children. You can go look in my prayer journal daily. God, increase their desire to desire you. Give them a desire to desire you over everything else. And I think I'm not alone in praying that prayer for my kids. And so if you think that we've got parents who have been praying for Gen Zers, and then we see God responding, especially for me, the thing that got me with the Asbury revival Mm -hmm. was that it started with repentance. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. And we
1: see in Chronicles where it says, you know, if my people who are called by the, my name will repent and turn from their wicked ways, I will heal their land. And I think we see so often that in Jonah's story, the people of Nineveh were a wicked people. And God said to Jonah, go preach to the people of Nineveh. And when he did, the king of Nineveh initiated a fast for the entire nation because they repented when they heard that. And I think when people do hear the good news and they repent you do see a powerful outpouring of the Holy Spirit I think you and I kind of personally witnessed that the other day Mm -hmm. just in a private moment of prayer with a few other ladies Mm -hmm. and we were led to repent and it was powerful Mm
0: -hmm. it it really really was and it makes me think um you know and I can't I think it's in Joel but I don't know I could be making that up because who reads Joel Good
1: Book, if, though. if I know what you're saying, I think you're right. <laughs> is it it's,
0: rend your heart, not your garments?
1: Oh, that might be Jeremiah, but it may be Joel too. We'll, I know we'll it.
0: figure it out where it is. We use our old uh theological Google search, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's rend your heart and not your garments. Like you know, back then they used to rip their garments when, the, when they were like so heartbroken, and they're like, and God's like, no, 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 I want your heart. And part of that, I think, is turning your heart to God. Um, and so definitely reminds me of that. And then when you were talking about the acts, I thought you were going somewhere totally different because when, when it all started, when this movement of God started, there were people there that were like, Oh, these people are drunk.
1: Oh, that's funny. Right?
0: Because that's what some people are saying. Like, Oh, this is just emotionalism. This is, and sure. Is there some people there? Sure. So there will always be people who doubt the move of God.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I think whether or not people are doubting it, what's our role? So what do we do in in response to this? And I'll just say what I've personally been doing is praying for the leadership of the university. Mm -hmm. Because again, Elisa Childers was talking about that on her podcast, praying for my children who are Gen Zers Mm -hmm. to be prompted to repent and to press into the Holy Spirit and receive more of His Spirit, that's how I've been responding to this. And I've been encouraged by some of the things that I've heard. I mean, I sat at my kitchen table two weeks ago and was listening and reading some articles about what was happening, and I just had tears streaming down my face because it was so exciting to see what I believe is God pouring out more of His Spirit and uh, just connecting and people responding to the voice of God. And so it was really encouraging.
0: Yeah, and I've kind of been doing something similar, just praying for that generation. I should have been praying for the leaders. That would have been good. Um, But (laughs) um, Because can you imagine just trying to manage that when it's happening? Yeah. But anyway, I think that praying for the harvest, you know, um, let's see some fruit from this. And I just think last week, Uh, I read some of the CDC statistics that came out for our young people Mm. and how devastating just that, um, how much more depressed they are, how much anxiety they still have, how much suicide ideations and and kids that are dying from suicide. It's all going up and it's going up and up despite all the things culturally that we're being told we need to do for our kids, Um, you know, the LGBTQ community is still having a lot of suicide so the things that we think that we're doing culturally to help them they're not working right they need real hope they need something that they can actually hold on to and that is the hope of the world which is jesus christ and um until so that's what i'm praying that this is a movement so that these kids who are there And experience this can go out and produce fruit and reach out to these other kids who are struggling and who are so desperate for hope. Um, That's what I hope comes out of this. And I don't think if I'm wrong, then I have not hoped and prayed for anything that I don't want to happen already.
1: Right. I totally agree with that. And I think it's so true. Um, And In John 15, it says, it's to my father's glory that you bear much fruit. And so to watch what's going to happen. So that's the other thing we can do is just kind of pay attention. If if this is new to you and you haven't heard anything about this, maybe go read an article or two. We'll put a couple of links in the show notes for you to uh, listen to and to check out. But we're so glad that you guys joined us on this episode. So we want to end with a savor moment for you. And I think it is very appropriately timed and we did not plan. Plan this, but since we are in the middle of Lent, and Lent is a season of 40 days uh, from Ash Wednesday to Easter, where we as believers in Christ are supposed to think about our sin. And I'm not saying like beat yourself up. And actually on the very first day of Ash Wednesday, the Lord led me to um, Joel chapter six, I think it was verse twenty, and it says, "What good does this frankincense from Sheba do for me? And don't bring me your offers, offerings, or your sacrifice." So the Lord was like, "Hey, don't deny yourself of something, but but be real with me. Like, get into a personal relationship with me and spend time with me over these forty days. And as I grow in looking at the Lord, and I put my eyes on Him." it does cause me to recognize the sin in me like praying for someone to mm. trip and fall. <laughs> so, hey, but grace, I got grace and forgiveness and I'm walking in that. So what we want to encourage you to do during your savor moment, this is going to be maybe a little bit more personal of a saver moment and it may be something that is different for you and you may be a little uncomfortable with it, but I want to encourage you in love to try this. So the passage that Suzanne was referencing earlier was Joel chapter 2, it starts in verse 12, and I'm just going to read it to you, and I want, as a savor moment, I want you to read that. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal where your heart needs to be torn, and then I want you to hear the blessing that comes to in this. So Joel, chapter 2, verse 12, yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, With fasting, weeping, and mourning, and rend your heart and not your garments. Now return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness, and relenting of evil. And who knows whether he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, even a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Mm. I just think that's beautiful. Amen. I just think that's a beautiful thing to pray. And so I know someone listening to this today, you feel far from God because you have not realized how sick your sin has made you and it has caused you to isolate and separate. And today in all of his love, He is asking you to come back. He is inviting you to return. And so I want you to read that. I want you to pray. I want you to have your own little mini revival Mm -hmm. right there with the Lord and then get up and have the best glass of water you have ever had. If you were me, you know, that would be a large venti ice water from Starbucks cause it's the best and feel that refreshment like on a dry and weary land, let his refreshment come. So we hope that you have enjoyed joining us today. We have loved being with you and we love you and we'll see you next time. Bye.
0: Thank you for being with us today here at SAVER. This podcast is a ministry of Crosstown Church. For information about SOAR, Women's Ministry, or Crosstown Church, please visit crosstownchurch.com or download the Crosstown app. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, or leave a review. This helps people find us.